Hello and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the post-nuclear podcast, episode 274. If you're watching on YouTube right now, welcome. You might be able to see my upper lip. This is the first time in 10 years that I've had a completely shaven face. About a week a week and two days. So five days ago, I have a friend who uh, is going to school for barbarism to become a barber. And uh, it just felt like it was time, man. It just felt like it was time to shave my beard. Last time I did it was at my, was for my, not at, was for my grandmother's funeral uh, about 10 years ago. She hated that I had a beard, especially because I was like in high school and so young, she didn't like it. And I shaved it for her. So this is what my lip looks like. Hi. How are you? Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Actually, I had the, the I, had, I didn't have the camera for such a long time that during the course of the podcast, the, the two months, I think it was, that I didn't have a camera, I had a mustache, I had a short beard, I had a long beard, I went back to a mustache. I, I had, like, the whole thing. I think, I think I'm going to go back. I'm looking at myself, right? I've redid my whole setup since now I'm doing this off my desktop because my laptop's still on the fritz. I'm looking at myself on my second screen on OBS and I'm looking at myself and I think I'm going to do the mustache. Welcome everybody to Monster Month. The month of October is Monster Month. And every time I say Monster Month, there's going to be thunder. Welcome to Monster Month, a month where we talk about monsters. Every lore segment will be about some sort of monster in the Fallout series because of it being Monster Month! And I feel like I've already done a lot of like the mutated enemies, and I've done a lot of the enemy enemies, so I might have to fudge it a couple places. But hey, thanks for being here. Love ya! There's some things I gotta talk to you today, but real quick, I'd just like to say that if you like the show, please consider donating in any capacity, be it your time, be it a like, be it a comment, be it monetarily really doesn't matter. If you want to throw a couple bucks, there is the Patreon that you can throw a couple bucks at. You can donate to the show by buying something on, on, on the Redbubble, some designs there, the logo for the show, a bunch of uh, other monetary ways, especially through the Patreon. But something that helps out immensely is just by going on YouTube and sharing this, putting it on Reddit and saying like, hey, if you like Fallout and podcasts, there's this, leave a comment, leave a like, Check out the Patreon, check out uh, my Twitter, the show's Twitter, any of it. Just, you know, when I tweet out the episode, retweet it. Join the Discord, have a conversation with us in the Discord. Just just anything to make the, the show get bigger, better. Again, not to bring up the Patreon 90 times, but there's there's a couple different tiers in there. $1 being the cheapest and 10 being the most. And at the $10 tier, you get to be part of a live studio audience for the show. You be, you essentially become part of the program. You become part of the show. You're, you're a cast member. You're in the audience. You can, you can jump in with your own quips and queries and what have you. Uh, and you can change your tier at any given time. And I'm just happy to have anybody listen. Also, if you listen to this on some sort of a podcasting site, I am now monetized, thank God. And every dollar that I make is going to be pushed directly back into the show. So, with all that being said, I'd like to talk about Fallout 76 for a brief moment. So, 76 is coming out with the Atlantic City update, which is going to come out December 5th. And I'd be lying if I wasn't excited for this. The only problem is I don't play 76 currently, and it's kind of a daunting task to go into it. Also, I don't have time. Uh, 
I'm so busy with my social life and work and editing and doing a bunch of other stuff that I am lucky to play four to six hours of Starfield a week. And I know that's like, oh, haha, big boy. Like, we're all adults at this point. We have a job. I, I know. But it's like, I want to be able to play these things. And I don't have, I'm not paying for, I could get Fallout 76 for physically for $10, if that. I could probably, I could probably find, I saw a website that was selling, <laughs> selling like, I think it was like 10 copies for 50 bucks. But I could probably, I, I, I could get it, but then I have to buy Xbox Live and I don't feel like buying Xbox Live. I just don't, I don't play online that much. I don't know. I want to play it. And I, there, there's a Bethesda released a, a developer's diary on what's to come. And everything about it, I'm super into. I'm into the casino setting. It's cool to see it. It's cool to know that now those resources exist in some capacity. So maybe the people that are using are using Fallout 4 to remake New Vegas can kind of use that to make to make some sort of like make the casino building easier, like have something to build it upon or something. I don't even know if that's how it works. I'm a layman when it comes to the modding scene. But to see, like, there's the fan... I think the names are super generic, like the family, the showman. There's another one I don't remember. It's like the mobsters, the performers, and someone else. It's neat to see these factions. I really liked what I saw of the showman. I want to see how the character interaction and development is built up. It's also an MMO, so I doubt that it's going to be as in-depth as an RPG, even though MMO, whatever. It's super neat to see this stuff. Even the camp building stuff that they show off is you can change the weather like in the vicinity of your camp. So if you build a spooky Halloween like Gotham-esque place, it could always be raining. I know when I was playing it when it first came out, we were going to build like a like a like an apartment, a studio, not a studio apartment. It was like a like a, a like an office. Like it was that's exactly what it was. It was an office building and the bottom floor was my office and then the because it was for Ron Gulman it was the bottom floor was my office the top floor was going to be an apartment and then there was a third floor that I don't know what the hell I was going to use it for but I had the extra space and just like some of the stuff that they show off in the building like it'd be cool to always have it be raining there for the look that I was going for they showed off like as dumb as it is a mallard duck at the desk and I just feel like there's so much stuff that's in 76 now that I can't just say like hey I bought the game here's an extra 20 bucks, give me everything that I've missed. It just doesn't, like, it, it doesn't work like that. You have to put the time and you have to grind, but everything, like, I, I'm genuinely considering getting Xbox Live for a month to try this. I'd probably not in December, though, because that's a very busy month. Maybe, like, January, February, maybe. Again, maybe. Um, but just, like, seeing the casino, seeing the Jersey Devil, seeing the Overgrown, which are, like, kind of like Swamp Thing, these, like, big hulking giant people that want to put vegetation all over the world and they like walk around and attack from all that they it just it seems like eight see 76 has come an incredibly long way and i'm super happy that it's there and it like makes me happy to be a fallout fan it makes me happy to be a fallout creator but at the same time i kind of have this weird like angst towards myself because i don't feel like a real fallout fan because I'm not playing it. And depending on what group of people you talk to, 
they might say that I'm not a real fan for, for not playing it. But I think some people that are fans of Fallout say that you're not a real fan of Fallout unless you've played 1 and 2 and nothing else. New Vegas is acceptable and, like, that's it. So, you know, I want to be able to play this game. It does a lot of things correctly. Weapon degradation, hunger, the fact that stim packs don't heal instantly, uh, the size of things, the world is beautiful. It has the best Pip-Boy. Like, I'll, I'll flat, out, flat out say it. Fallout 76 has the best Pip-Boy. The, the, I have it in front of me. I have the, the model kit that I built. It is the best Pip-Boy. Like, I stay to the, I will, I don't, I want to see what the Pip-Boy in Fallout 5 looks like, but best one by far. It looks like the Pip-Boy from, from Fallout 1, but it's, you know, on the wrist, by far the best. I'm excited to see what this is. I might go out of my way. I might see if, like, Retrowave Dave on Twitter streams. I don't think he does, but I'd love to watch him stream 76. I know he's still playing 76, and I'd love to watch him play it, because I know that he cares about... I just... I've been following that dude forever. I would like to watch somebody stream this, because there's a bunch of stuff in it, just like the the skins you can get for your guns that are like all casino themed like if, if a lot of this stuff doesn't go into fallout 5 i'm going to be a little bit upset but like also it makes me wonder when i watch these things how much of this is canon like it's nice to see a casino again like it gets me excited because it's like oh shit you can gamble like there's there's actual like things to do with cards and the one developer in the in the dev diary was like we've wanted to put a casino in the game for years 76 came out either 2017 or 2018 like it's been out for a minute for a hot minute and it's cool to see that it's growing am i gonna play atlantic city not right away i'd like to i really wanted to play the pit but as far as i know you can't really explore the pit this could be wrong but that's what they explained in the dev diary is that there's going to be three like uh raids that you can do Two of them are coming out the first batch. A third ra- raid third raid is going to come out. And then you can explore Atlantic City. And I really want to see it because they explain, like, one border of Atlantic City is the ocean. The other border of Atlantic City is uh, greenery. So I'm excited to see how that looks. It's, it's interesting. I, it's also getting real close to Pennsylvania again. Like, I know the pit is Pennsylvania, but if they do, like, the area that I'm from... Uh, at least close to it, I'd lose my mind. Like I'd I'd play it just for that. And I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking the next fall they're gonna do is New York. It just makes the most sense for it to be New York. If they're gonna stay on the East Coast, they're gonna do New York as their game. And I kinda hope you can dip into some of PA. Even if it's like even if it's not like exi- well, I'm not even sure what part because you for for me you'd have to drive through New Jersey into New York. So I don't even know what part, but I'm super excited to see. I'm super excited to see this on Twitter because I know how much everyone on Twitter loves 76, especially the people that I'm following. So I look forward to seeing it there. Now, before I get into the lore of this show, before I get into the lore of this episode, I need to talk about the Patreon. Because of the Patreon, the show continues to grow bigger and better. And again, check it out. From the $1 tier to the $5 tier, um, excuse me, to the, fi- to the 1, to the 3, to the 5, to the 10, whichever tier that you happen to be at, I love you for doing it. You don't have to. Times are tough. I get it. I went to the grocery store and bought six things and it was almost $100. I get it. Times are tough. If you have the monetary ability to 
pledge any sort of money to see the show get a little bit bigger and a little bit better. I love you and I appreciate you. If you want to change your pledge, still, you're going to get the shout out. You're going to get a thank you. I need to thank some people who have been supporting the show for a while at this point. So starting at the top, I have to thank with the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you to Mellow Millhouse. And last, but certainly not least, I have to thank Captain Lennox. Thank you to Captain Lennox. Again, because of you guys, the show continues to grow and get bigger and better. And actually... On the 16th, I believe I'm recording this on the 4th, I have to pay my podcasting dues. And almost all of it is coming directly because of you guys. And I really couldn't, genuinely could not be able to make this program without you. So thank you very, 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 very much. Now, like I said, it's a monster month. The month of monsters. Every October, I think I took a year off one October, but pretty much every October for the past few years, give or take a year or two, I've been doing Monster Month. Me and the previous host of the show have been doing Monster Month. We'll take an enemy, we'll take a mutation, we'll take something, we'll take something monstrous, and we'll talk about it here. Next week's, someone actually, so here's the thing. I get all my lore uh, off of the Fallout Wiki, but I get the suggest, I give the suggestion out to the Patreon, and then the Patreon chooses through a poll. Someone left me a lore suggestion in a YouTube comment. If you want to hear something, leave it in leave it in the comments though because I can still use your suggestions. Same thing on Discord. Throw it in Discord. I can use your suggestions there as well. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to hear from what you want to hear and then throw it to the Patreon and be like, hey guys, what do you prefer to hear? And just because I don't use something that week doesn't mean it's not going to show up again sometime down the road. So, with all that being said, I asked a question for this week. What monsters would you like to hear about? Would you like to hear about a raider group that I almost didn't know anything about and was mis- representing them on the show in the past? Or would you rather hear about a man whose entire legacy has been stomped down in front of him because of the NCR and his attempts to build it back up? So if you like to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, check out the Patreon. Because even at the $1 tier, from the $1 to the $10 tier, your voice will be heard. Uh, When I do a poll, you can choose one of the options, and that will get picked for this week's lore. So this week's lore, by way of the Ghoulman Entertainment Patreon, comes to you on the 80s, a raider tribe from Fallout New Vegas in mention. Near the shores of the Great Salt Lake and northern Nevada is a raiding group known as the 80s, that has the ability to cover mass amounts of land. Now, I have here in my notes a little map, a little hand-drawn map. I'll show it quick right there. If you ever want to know what my notes look like, kind of like this. Right there is my little map that I drew because I wanted to make sure I understood what... I wanted to understand, make sure I understood what the state, the location, what the 80s, the land they conquer. I wanted to make sure I understood everything about that. And I wanted to have a little reference in my hands. So from what I should preface with is the 80s get their name from highway, from Interstate 80 in the United States. Interstate 80 goes all the way from New Jersey to California, running the entire length of the country. When I moved to Colorado from Pennsylvania 
if I would have moved like 40 minutes north, no, not even, like probably half an hour north, I would have taken 80 the entire way through Pennsylvania, all the way across the U.S., hit Denver, and gone south. Like, honestly, if I would have moved 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes north, I would have taken a completely different route, and I would have been on Highway 80, Interstate 80. So the 80s are a raider tribe that... Uh, the way the wiki, and I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com, describes them, they're never shown in-game. They're only ever mentioned. But they're traditional raiders in the sense of raider gear, leather jackets. They actually have access to motorcycles. They first appeared in Josh Sawyer's personal Fallout role-playing game in 2004. Quote, a gang of bandits that operate along Northern California's, Northern California's 80 freeway mostly in the region northeast of the lawless uncontrolled city of sacramento and seven years later when josh sawyer got to direct fallout new vegas the 80s show up again they're only mentioned but they're here and the 80s are mainly known for raiding frontier towns kidnapping people and covering large areas of land with very very few men and like i said they have access at least in josh sawyer's tabletop version to motorcycles now the courier can ask stella who is a happy trails caravan company guard uh, a caravaner can ask where the 80s a gang or a tribe and stella will respond with what's the difference raiders is raiders bunch of them swept into town and dragged off two working girls. Deputies and me gave pursuit straight into 80s territory. By the time we caught up with the girls, there wasn't much left of them. So we turned for home. Made it back to Caliente without any further losses. But we was watched the whole way. Never seen so few people cover so much land. Goddamn creepy. If the 80s wanted to kill us, we would have been dead. Guess they figured we weren't the trouble. So... Again, just through, just through the game, and this is a beautiful thing that Fallout does, and I always praise Fallout for this, it never directly tells you something, and it lets your mind kind of wander with that information. The 80s, in my mind, are three or four guys that will follow somebody. Of course, they have, like, a larger group, but if you see a group of them, it's three or four guys, a motorcycle or two, and they watch you, and they wait. And they're, they're ruthless and they're cutthroat the same way that the white legs are, but they're quiet about it. They only show up when they need to. The white legs see somebody, they'll kill them. It's just the way it is. <laughs> like, they'll see somebody, they'll get them. The 80s will sit there and wait and go, are you worth wasting the resources? Are you worth wasting the gas? Are you worth wasting possibly a man? If there's four of us and we come up on one person, yeah, it's a four-to-one fight, but there's a chance that one of our guys could be either gravely injured or dead because of it. And it's, it's almost a malaise that I picture when I see them of just, we need to survive and there's no reason for you to be out here. Now, depending on whether or not the courier destroys the white, le white legs but spares salt upon wounds, the 80s will capture the Great Salt Lake because of how weakened the white legs have become. And I have a direct quote. Again, all of my lore comes from fallout.fandom.com. And I have a direct quote here from the Honest Hearts ending of the white legs. Demoralized by the dead horses and the sorrows attack, the courier and Joshua Graham led against the white legs retreated to the Great Salt Lake. Their days were numbered. 
Word soon reached the 80s tribe that the white leg spirit was broken, their war chief a dim shadow of his former self. By year's end, the 80s would overrun the white leg's camps, scattering the tribe into the winds and claiming the Great Salt Lake as its own. So here is a tribe of people who have taken over another conquering tribe. They have taken over the tribe that has pretty much pushed everybody out of New Canaan. Now there is the Great Salt Lake. And you have this group of people that are known for being ruthless, who are known for using these certain these certain guns, these certain SMG guns that have dro driven people out. And here comes this big bad group who now has free reign of an entire city, a beautiful city. From the pictures I was looking at of the real Salt Lake, a beautiful city, a city that, honestly, if you ask me, is on the up and up. I have a feeling it's going to be the next big hipster city. And now they have complete control of this. And you can imagine what that looks like when they have motorcycles. Now, if the courier kills salt upon wounds, the 80s will kill the remaining white legs. The honest heart's ending for the white legs says Joshua Graham's chilling execution of salt upon wounds seared into their minds. The surviving white legs retreated to the great salt lake, unable to shake the memory of the brutal defeat at the dead horse's savagery in battle, the white legs feared further reprisal. They fled north, out of Utah, into Wyoming. The wilderness was harsh, and the first winter claimed over half of the tribe. When spring came, the survivors parted ways in small bands, and so the white legs died a quiet death. No matter the fate of the white legs, no matter the, the end of Honest Heart's the 80s will try to invade into Zion. They'll try to invade into, through Highway 50. The Honest Hearts ending for Happy Trails Caravan Company says, The defeat of the White Legs at Zion marked a turning point in the fortune of the Happy Trails Caravan Company. Every two months, the caravan met with the new Canaanites in Zion Valley to trade. Happy Trails soon returned to prosperity. The vigilance of the sorrows and the dead horses in defending western Utah. Initially startling to Happy Trails caravans soon provided a blessing. The tribes united against the 80s, driving them back from Highway 50 and thus, oh, and thus opening yet another trade route for the Happy Trails caravan. The 80s are a group that I can see the show going into. I really, really could imagine the Fallout uh, Amazon Prime show talking more about the 80s. It's going to be taking place somewhere around California, and like I said, the 80s run from the, the highway, the 80, 80 highway, the interstate, runs from, I-80, runs from New Jersey to California. The entire length, like 3,000 miles or some shit, run the entire length of the United States. I could see, even if they're not directly there, some group, some Killian Darkwater-esque figure shows up and goes, I had to hire raiders from the north. And then they're like, what raiders from the north? And then a door gets kicked in. And then, like, you just see the light behind them as it, like, bleeds into the room. And, like, there's three big figures there. And the camera just switches to behind them. And you just see the Interstate 80 sign. And it's just like, what's up, fellas? And, like, that's how an episode ends. And then I could see some shit like that happening. The 80s are cool. I wouldn't be surprised if we never see them and they only show up mentioned only. Kind of like that. Kind of wish we could see them. Either way, I hope you've enjoyed. That's the 80s and that is this week's lore.
Hey everybody, welcome to the third segment. I'm just going through my notes real quick to see if Kyle has sent me anything. There's only really one, maybe two things I want to talk about real quick. I'll just mention it. I won't even make it like a chapter on the YouTube video or timestamp in the thing. Uh, Joker 2. I'm excited for Joker 2. I really like Joker 1. Bop it a bop. Skip it a cream. There's a picture of Arthur. It's cool. The other thing I want to talk about is if you know me, if you listen to the show, you know I was working on a video for it for a while and then life happened. Um, Naughty Dog happened to make the greatest, the greatest online experience I've ever played in The Last of Us. Called Factions. And uh, this comes from PYO5. Mr. PYO1 at Mr. PYO1 on Twitter. Uh, we have some new news on Factions 2. Kotaku has reported that Naughty Dog are laying off a lot of contract developers. Game is not canceled, but is basically on ice at this point, And full-time staff doesn't appear to have been part of the cuts. He sent me this, and my first thought is I'm going to do something awful to myself in Minecraft. The f- This is like... like I don't think I'm going to be getting a PS5 anytime soon. And the only reason I wanted a PS5 was for The Last of Us. I'm good on everything else right now. Spider-Man's fine. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. In a year's time, it's also probably going to have DLC. And I can get everything. Get the game with the DLC for its full price that it came out at launch. Or it will be 40 bucks for the base game. 50 bucks for the base game. And I'll get that. I'm not dying to play it. But my god, is The Last of Us Factions 1 so good. And the rumors of it being very much a like GTA Online type of thing. just It's it's a little upsetting, to be completely honest. It's a little upsetting that it's just not going to happen. Uh, that we're not going to get it. Uh, but what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? It's just Not that we're not going to get it, but we're not going to get it for a while. It's just one of those things. It's, you know, you got to keep pushing through this stuff for a developer like naughty dog makes one game every few years be it uncharted or the last of us honestly i'd really like to see them come up with a new game like a new franchise not that i'm tired of either of those franchises i just like to see something new but i will miss not playing factions 2 i kind of hope the next fallout game has an online component hear me out in the sense that I forget which game, Fable 2. I kind of wish it has the the online that Fable 2 has where you can like go to, Fable, for those who didn't know, sorry. For those who didn't know, Fable 2's online was very much, you could play with somebody, but it was essentially you were playing with like a mercenary, if I remember correctly, like just a rando. And I kind of hope that you can make like an online profile and you could go to like, like, let's say there's an option in Fallout 5 where it's like, oh, I can go hire a merc or a raider, like just some guy who's ambivalent to my actions. That's just a hired gun that'll follow me around. And you can customize them and, you know, make them their own person and whatever. Like, that's a really cool feature. But implement that where if your friend wants to play, you can send your little lackey to it to your house or your base or whatever. And then you can, like, hire your friend. So let's just say it's like, 50 caps and then your friend connects and then pops in and then whenever they disconnect you get your 50 caps back it's like going to get groceries and an aldi's and you have your friend jump on but like they can they can only they can be your level but like a couple levels shy 
they can't be higher than you. They can be a couple levels shy, and they can kind of build their character the way they want to. So they're not stronger than you, but they still have perks and agency. So, like, you wouldn't be able to have, like, the max level lockpick or the max level hacking, but you could have, like maybe one below that. So like, all right, I don't have any pick lock, but I can get my buddy, I can get Kyle to jump on and play for 10 minutes with me and he'll pick this lock and then he'll jump off. Like, it's just like little shit that really makes the world flesh out. Like I could see some shit like that happening. I think if Fallout ever had something like factions, it wouldn't work the same way that I don't feel like 76 worked. It's a fun idea. I'd even go as far to say 76 is a good idea. I just don't think it works as well as they wanted it to, but it's a really, really, really neat idea. Like, I, I've always wanted something like that that feels like a character in your game. Like, I could have two separate, even if I could have just two separate, uh, if I could have two separate characters, or two separate, yeah, two separate characters, two separate playthroughs, like, one is me, the other one is with Kyle. Like, okay, I gotta get to level five with a character before I can have the other one come in, because the other guy comes in at level two or level three, but, you know, do it like that. I, could, I would really, 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 really enjoy that, and I think it's just a fun version of multiplayer that we've never really seen. I don't think we've, other than Fable 2, but like something where the character grows with you and, and plays with you because then, you know, if Kyle and I do a mission and it's like, oh, we go to this one apartment building and it's taken over by super mutants and we take it out and there's a glitch and like, he's doing like the spaghettification thing and then like one of the super mutants says something that becomes an inside joke and for the rest of our lives when Kyle and I's children meet each other, we'll say that to each other and the kids will be like, our dads are dumb. Like some shit like that. Like, mm. I want to exist in these worlds a little more. What kind of multiplayer do you guys like? I've been trying. I've been really wanting to play Halo again. I'm playing Infinite, but it just doesn't feel the same. Let me know in the comments below. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. That's pretty much all I have for you this week. Uh, if you like the intro, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. You can get all of his music at SilvermanSounds.com slash free music, where you, can find, where you can find the song I use for the intro called Feather Duster. Please check out the Patreon. Consider uh, throwing a couple bucks if you have a couple bucks and you feel like the show is worth it. Follow me on Twitter, the show on Twitter, and follow Kyle on Twitter. There is also a link to the Redbubble down there in the description. And if you get a chance, show this to somebody, a Fallout fan, a friend, a family, an enemy, that dude who you had that weird experience at camp when you were like nine with that you don't want to talk about, and you bring it up in therapy, and your therapist is always like, can we talk about that? And you start crying, and she goes, why are you crying? And you're like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm just doing it. It just feels good. But why don't you want to talk about it? I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable. Well, you know, it's not your fault. And I said, yeah, I know. It's just like a whole thing. Send it to everybody you know. Send it to everybody you love. Send it to everybody you hate. Just, just, I'm trying to get the word out. Just trying to get the word out, homie. Just trying to let a, trying to let a man know, know. Bobbity boop, boopity boop. I love you guys. I'll be seeing you next week. I hope you guys are happy and safe and content. I love you, and I will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. This has been a production made by your friends at Goldman Entertainment.